Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Superman from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, Superman in the guise of Clark Kent is with Jimmy Olsen and Candy Myers in London, England where they are attempting to learn the location of a fantastic kingdom under the sea from a master criminal who offers them a dangerous proposition. My yacht is prepared to leave at daybreak for the kingdom under the sea. Do you gentlemen dare to accept my offer to sail with us? Yes, I accept for all of us. I wait, Kent. Hadn't we better talk this over first? There's nothing to talk over. We accept. Uh, okay. Very well. Be prepared to shove off in an hour. I... I hope you will have no reason to regret your decision. Yeah, something tells me we will regret it, but good. Those among you, gang, who are or have been Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts, know and understand the importance of preparedness, the wisdom of being ready in advance for anything that may happen. And in a great and large country such as ours, many things can and do happen. Disastrous occurrences that strike without warning. Floods, explosions, devastating fires, mine cave-ins, tornadoes, epidemics. All things that take great toll of human life. And which, in many instances, would be even more catastrophic if it were not for a wonderful organization that always stands prepared to bring relief to the suffering, solace to bereaved survivors, and comfort to all concerned. That organization is the splendid American Red Cross. Whenever disaster in any form strikes a community anywhere in the United States, the Red Cross goes immediately into action. During the emergency, the Red Cross provides basic needs, such as food, shelter, clothing, and medical care. Later, it assists in rehabilitation and provides further help for victims of a disaster by assisting in repairing and rebuilding homes, supplying household furniture and equipment, and further, providing long-term medical and nursing care. Assistance of this kind is provided by the Red Cross to all people, regardless of race, religion, or color. For the Red Cross stands ready and willing to provide assistance to humanity. But that gang costs a good deal of money, which is why the Red Cross conducts an annual drive for funds. Remind your mother and father to contribute generously, and don't neglect to make contributions yourself. Keep in mind that no one knows where disaster will strike next, so a contribution to the Red Cross is insurance for your own future welfare. And now, the adventures of Superman. 
In London, England, a little green and yellow parrot named Tippy, supposedly the only living thing that can reveal the location of a mysterious kingdom under the sea, came into the possession of Clark Kent, Candy Myers, and Jimmy Olsen. Then they were held up by an armed group of thugs who demanded that the talking bird be turned over to them. Unable to act without revealing his true identity of Superman, Kent claimed that he and his friends were American gangsters who sought entry to the undersea's kingdom so that they might hide out from the police. Swallowing the story, the thugs took Kent, Jim, and Candy to their chief, who, in return for the parrot, offered to take our friends aboard his yacht, which was sailing in search of the fantastic land under the Atlantic. As our story continues today, Kent, Jimmy, and Candy are seated in a handsome stateroom of a sleek white yacht, which had sailed at daybreak. Tippy, the parrot, is perched on the arm of Kent's chair. Kent, I still think you've got rocks in the head for wanting to go along with these crooks. Yeah, we're really in the spot, Mr. Kent, and it's not healthy. Oh, no, things are not as bad as they appear to be, believe me. As long as we've got Tippy here... We have, we have nothing to fear from anyone. That's only one man's opinion. Not even that slick-looking Englishman who owns this boat? That's right, Jim. Hey, by the way, his name's Burton. Cecil Burton. Well, wants to stop that Burton character from putting the arm on the parrot. We couldn't hold off his whole mob, you know. Yeah, that's right, Mr. Kent. Don't you worry. I've got a trick or two up my sleeve that'll hold them all off. Guns or no guns. Like what? You don't happen to be hiding Superman up your sleeve, do you? Ah, why, Candy, how did you know that? Oh, don't be funny, Mr. Kent. Yeah, I'm fresh out of yucks. Now, look, answer me this, Kent. What? What's going to be with us when this parrot gives out with the directions to the underseas kingdom? Yeah, Burden won't need us or the bird then. The only reason he took us along was to get Tippy. Ah, shut up, you windy bag of feathers, before I go nuts. You know he always sounds off when somebody mentions his name. You know, I think I ought to have my head examined for not talking you out of this, Kent. Couldn't have done anything about it, Candy. Because I was and still am convinced that this is the only way we'll ever be able to find the kingdom under the sea. Ah, there must be an easier way to commit suicide. Shh, quiet. Yes? Who is it? Mr. Burton would like you three gentlemen to join him in his cabin. Oh, he would, huh? Yes, sir. With the bird, if you please, sir. I wonder what he wants. Oh, come on. Let's go see what's on his mind. Sit down, gentlemen. Make yourselves comfortable. Thanks. Here, let me hold Tippy, Jim. Okay, oh, here. Oh, ah, be quiet, you. What's on your mind, Burton? We'll come to that in a moment, Miles. I see the parrot still calls for Captain Mueller. Captain Mueller? Captain Dutch Mueller. He was the bird's original master, you know. No, I didn't. Any tie-in between that and the parrots knowing the location of the underseas kingdom? Very much. You see, Captain Mueller was my partner in the business of supplying provisions for the underseas kingdom. Jeepers. And he was lost two years ago when his ship went down. Oh? Was that the ship that dude McCoy was on? Why, yes. McCoy and DeSilla were the only survivors. DeSilla? I thought McCoy was the only survivor. <laughs> so did McCoy, who got away with Mueller's parrot. But DeSella, fortunately, was picked up by a tramp steamer and brought to London. Since then, he and I have spent a lot of my money looking for McCoy. Who was knocked off by DeSella just after I found him, huh? That's right, Myers. And I must say, you and your friends gave us rather a bad time of it by almost getting away with Tippy after we'd finally located him. Ah, oh, oh, be quiet, you! But all's well that ends well, eh, gentlemen? You mean, uh, now that you can resume your business of supplying provisions for the citizens of the Underseas Kingdom? Exactly. 
That is a rather profitable business, you know. Oh, boy, I'll bet it is. Yeah, not to mention the transportation of crooks. Uh, I mean, guys like us to the hideout at 20 G's a throw. Nice work, if you can get it. <laughs> Tell me, Mr. Burton, how is it that if supplying the underseas hideout has been your business, you need the parrot to tell you where it is? Yeah, how come? Because Mueller, who knew the hideout before I became his partner, did not trust me completely. Well, where does Tippy fit into this... <laughs> Ah, will you shut up? You've got to remember he does that every time he hears his name. Okay, okay. Now, coming back to my question. Yes, Miles. Captain Mueller, though he trusted no man, realized that one day something might happen to him. So he taught the location of the Underseas Kingdom to... Don't say that name. Sorry, to his parrot. In that way, Mueller eliminated any risk he might run by writing down that information. Pretty cute. And how? Yes, it was rather clever of him. But uh, how did he make sure the parrot wouldn't just accidentally reveal that information? I mean, to just anyone. Simply by teaching the bird a series of words to follow a certain cue. So the parrot must hear the cue before he reveals the words. A good gimmick. And you know that cue? I do. I discovered it. I won't bore you with the details of how I did it. Before Mueller's last voyage. Yeah. You uh, couldn't by some chance have arranged a little double cross at that time, could you? You chaps aren't above a thing like that, are you? Look, Mr. Burton, I think it's time we got... Oh, excuse me, please. Yes? Really? We shall want privacy. Thank you. Well, gentlemen, the time is at hand. Huh? Time for what? The captain tells me we've arrived at a point in our voyage at which we need further directions. Specific directions that only the parrot can give us. Uh Uh-oh. This is it. Are you ready, gentlemen? Yeah. You bet. And you, Tippy? Hello, Dutch. Hello, Dutch. (laughs) Very good. Let's go topside to the chart room. Now, gentlemen, the cue which will release the vital information locked in the parrot's memory is part of a simple little old sea shanty. A sea shanty? Exactly. Watch. Yo-ho, blow the man down. Yo-ho, blow the man down. Yo-ho, blow the man down. Ah, he's only imitating you. Patience. Yo ho, blow the man down. Yo ho, blow the man down to longitude north. Well, I'll quiet. Twenty north, twenty seventeen thirty six. He did it. Yeah, and now we know the location of the Underseas Kingdom. We do indeed. I assume we proceed to that spot at once, Mr. Burton. Yes, of course. But I'm sorry to have to tell you that when we arrive there, you gentlemen will not be among those present. Huh? What do you mean by that? Exactly what I said. When we arrive at the Underseas Kingdom, you three will not be among us. In just a moment, we'll return for the startling climax of today's episode. So, keep listening. Before we continue, gang, let me say just a few more words on behalf of the American Red Cross, that splendid organization of unselfish workers whose only aim is to minimize loss of human life and provide simple creature comforts whenever and wherever such comforts are lacking. As President Truman has so aptly put it, Many times a year, the people turn to the Red Cross. Once a year, the Red Cross turns to the people. That time is now. 
Earlier in this program, I told you how the Red Cross functions in time of disaster. But I think you should know that the Red Cross works not only when disaster strikes, but all the time, its services being many and varied. For instance, in addition to the Red Cross disaster service, there is the work of this wonderful organization on behalf of the National Blood Program, which accumulates a blood bank and provides plasma free of charge to patients who require transfusions. Then there's the Red Cross Nursing Service, which provides nursing care in the home of people who cannot afford private services of this kind, trains housewives to be practical nurses, and assists in the work of the public health departments. The Red Cross serves veterans, too, in hospitals and at home. It also provides assistance in hospitals of the armed forces and brings cheer and comfort to men in army camps. But in all it does to help others, the Red Cross depends on you and me to help it. Because its services cost a good deal of money per year, and without our support, the work of the Red Cross could not go on. So help the Red Cross to help others. Make your contributions early to the Red Cross Fund Campaign. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. In the chart room of his sleek yacht, where Tippy the parrot revealed the location of the kingdom under the sea, Cecil Burton has just announced to Clark Kent, Candy Myers, and Jimmy Olsen that when he and his crew arrive at the fantastic underseas hideaway, they will not be among those present. You see, gentlemen, I've had you three investigated. And just before luncheon, I received a radioed report which reveals that you, Kent, and you, Olsen, are newspaper reporters. And that Myers here is a detective. So what? So I did what I'm certain you would have done in my place. Yeah? Why? I arranged to do away with you. Now, look, wait a minute, Candy. How are you planning to do that, Burton? It's already been done, Mr. Kent. What? Your food at luncheon just two and a half hours ago was poisoned. Are you... And within the next half hour, all three of you will die. Shocked beyond words, Clark Kent, Jimmy Olsen, and Candy Myers stare at the steel-eyed, lean-faced man who smiles as he caresses the white carnation in his buttonhole. What can Kent, even as Superman, do to get his friends out of this peril to their lives? We'll find out in tomorrow's action-packed episode, gang, so don't miss it. Whatever you do, be sure to tune in again tomorrow, same time, same station, for Chapter 10 of Kingdom Under the Sea, a thrilling story on The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Captain Midnight, which follows in just a moment. And right after Captain Midnight, you will hear Tom X and his Ralston Straight Shooters. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.